0: Happy to have you back for another episode. Today is your Friday morning episode. And Brad, today we're going to be talking Syracuse basketball future. Uh, We've got some comments that say they want to hear about what Syracuse basketball has planned for the 2024 class. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We'll tell you what we think.
1: Yeah, we're the voice of the people. I mean, come on. You want to hear about what Syracuse has on the horizon? That's what we give to you.
0: It's all unlocked On Syracuse, and it's right now.
1: Are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Matt Bonaparte with Brad Klein on Locked On Syracuse. We are happy to have you with us and thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Bet Online, where the game starts. Brad, I mentioned in the Cold Open that. There are some comments out on YouTube, maybe Twitter, that uh, want to see us talk about the 2024 basketball recruiting class that Syracuse has in mind. Uh, I think it's a good idea to see what Syracuse has going forward. Obviously, this is a program uh, that in the late 2010s kind of sunk down to a program uh, that wasn't as good as it was for the rest of the time that Jim Boeheim had been at the helm. Now they're attempting to put the trajectory back on track, uh, and to do that, a huge part is getting good recruits, right? I mean, yeah, you know, taking three stars and turning them into superstars is one thing, but taking great players off of the recruiting board and bringing them to the salt city is another and something that Syracuse did pretty much perennially
1: that they don't do anymore. And it's always interesting for any college team of any sport to look to the future, to look one, two years down the line on the recruiting trail, but especially for Syracuse, because they find themselves in this transitional period with potentially expectedly Jim Beheim somewhere soon down the line, hanging up the whistle, letting go of the reins and handing off to potentially Jerry McNamara to potentially red entree who knows, but it's going to be someone else eventually. And so these guys in 2024 might be committing to a program that has a new identity entirely.
0: Yeah. Um, and Jerry McNamara and Adrian Autry, like you mentioned, are the two guys that will probably one of, one of which will be probably taking over the reins for Syracuse basketball in the near future. Uh, and they're also the two guys who take the charge in terms of recruiting. Uh, we haven't seen necessarily who's recruiting, who just as of yet in the 2024 class, but Brad and I are going to take you through it and, and let you know what we think about the guys, uh, that are in there and, let you know what we think about the caliber of the guys that are in there. And we're going to start with the number one guard in the class. How about Elliot Cadeau, Brad?
1: Yeah, Elliot Cadeau, we talked about him a few weeks ago. Go check out the episode. It was actually back in the Brad era, the pre solo era. Bonaparte. Yeah, so that was the, the good old days, the uh, the golden years of the Locked On Syracuse podcast. But Elliot Cadeau, we were talking about him in the vein of him landing the first international NIL deal and kind of, blazing a new path for high school players. His mother is, is of Swedish descent, and so he has some roots over there. He signs a company, uh, rather an NIL deal with Vitamin Well, a Swedish vitamin drink company, and it's just one of those things that Syracuse needs to be aware of, along with any other program that's interested in Cados services, which is almost every program in the nation, the way he's been searching up the boards, is that When you recruit a guy like Elliot Cadeau in 2024, meaning NIL is more of a solidified aspect of college sports at that point, then you have to take that into account and you have to cater to his NIL needs. So there's that. But uh, in terms of basketball and X's and O's, his playmaking ability is looking really strong.
0: Yeah, this is a guy that a lot of of people have their eyes on. He is the tenth overall recruit in the nation, according to Paul Biancardi's ESPN 60 on the 2024 class, uh, and according to 24/7, he is the number one in his position and seventh nationally. So he's a really high-rated prospect and a guy that played in a weekend tournament not too long ago in the Pangos All-American Camp, uh, and he was pretty darn good, as what scouts say. He is crafty. He's good with the ball in his hands. He's athletic and change speeds. We're not really hearing a lot about his shooting, which does worry me a little bit. Um, There's nothing worse than a guard who is highly rated that can't shoot, as we all know. Um, But he's a five-star. He's top 10 in the class. I bet you he can shoot.
1: Well, it's one of those things, even if it's not a big part of his game, you think about who was likely still going to be with the program in 2024 and that's Jerry McNamara, so you really can't ask for another a better guy to help hone the shooting and the stroke of a guy like Elliot Cadeau. So I'm excited to see if Syracuse can reel him in and if they do, what they can do with Elliot Cadeau because, again, I feel like the hard part is over. The the part that you can't teach is there. His playmaking ability, his basketball IQ can be worked on but not really taught. The shooting can come, and it will come.
0: Yeah, um, he's he's a darn good player, uh, and one that Syracuse would surely want to have. And 2024, you're looking at a team uh, that's going to be past the Joe Girard era, of course, and yep. possibly past the Judah Mintz era in Syracuse as well. Because if he's not a one and done, he might be a two and done kind of situation.
1: But um, with the transfer so, portal, you just never know. You can't. It's true, you never know. But anyone, if who's you want to project now right to be now, on your team two years from now, and you want to project. Go ahead, but. I feel uneasy even projecting Kadir Copeland to still be here in 2024. Well, that's exactly with what I'm going to do. Well, okay, yeah, I and mean, you can do that, but I'm not saying I for don't, sure. I'm just I don't saying feel if you had to pick a yeah. guy
0: who who's probably going to be here, sure. uh, if you had to pick anybody, it's going to be Kadir Copeland. So he might be teaming up with Kadir Copeland at that point. I'm not saying for 100, Brad. Don't get your knees in a twist over there. <laughs> um, but Elliot, a good player, uh, and. Jericho's up against some decent schools: Providence, Oklahoma State, Maryland, uh, a couple others. But you know, everybody's kind of nobody's, as we know, is is deep in on them right now. So, uh, SU certainly has a chance to sign a five star, and maybe, unlike Mari Lands and Dior Johnson, he might actually show up. Um, <laughs> so they've got that going for him. That was a
1: low blow. I feel like I, I want to say too soon, but it's not too it's soon. Not. It's just it's one, one of those things not. that that uh, Syracuse fans are always going to chuckle at politely, but never actually laugh at.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, also battling St. John's there. Some good old uh, Big East rivalries with them. Seton Hall's in the mix too, Providence. Um, yeah, so a couple other guys on this list. How about Rob Wright, another guard? This one, there is dispute about his his star ranking. Uh, if you go to rivals and you go to 24-7, it says he's got zilch in terms of the star category, but uh, on fan side, they say he's a four-star, so take that as you will. Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily putting my faith in that this guy's a four-star, but he does look like he has some talent to him, and some decent programs want him. Uh, Offers coming from Kansas State, Miami, Seton Hall, and of course, Syracuse. This seems more like Syracuse's guy, if you ask me. Uh, Would Elliot Kado be really cool? Absolutely, Um, but when's the last time Syracuse went out and got a top-ten guard, you know? Uh, I'd love if that happened. It would change the tide and really would put Syracuse back in the mix in recruiting. I think and and put them on a trajectory to get back to that point that I talked about before. But how often does that happen? Not very often. Um. So I think Rob writes a lot more of their speed.
1: Well, I mean, Judah Mintz is an elite guard, and he's the it's true, but if he top ten? Yeah. Well, so okay, so nationally, he is basically top 10 so it, it, it's been done recently i, I understand what you're saying though like in that well he's the 32nd player i'm talking about in terms of a, uh, his guard ranking no, his i'm talking about ranking. player overall okay fine yeah you can that's fine uh i understand but uh, with when it comes to rob Wright, he seems like a pretty decent consolation prize you're right there is a, a bit of a discrepancy in his ranking but you look at the other programs involved in him and not that you necessarily need one, because Jim Beheim's a Hall of Famer, and if he uh, okay's a an offer, then it's okay. I will say that it is when you when you are working with a guy who does not have any stars next to his name necessarily on twenty four seven, for example, it is nice. It is a little reassuring that you have programs like Seton Hall and Miami and Kansas State involved as well, so they see whatever you see. I'm looking at his tape, and I like what I see. I mean, he's another guy who has that playmaking ability. So I think Rob Wright, if you can't get Cadeau, which, let's be honest, is pretty possible. It's, it's very likely, considering who else is involved in him, then Wright won't be bad.
0: No, I don't think Wright will be bad at all. Uh, And what else won't be bad, Brad, is going to betonline.net, your number one service for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and, of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA, MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your odyssey an lx or an ex what would you say to that brad i i couldn't even
1: tell you (laughs) i i I have
0: no idea and all while you're thinking about that brad the person behind the counter is going to order parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket Save time, save money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100%? Brad, why, Brad, why would you do it more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Uh, you got to go to a Rock Auto. It's a family business sering, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
1: And the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts on June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board Draft experts plus the Odyssey Insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a single pick and who knows maybe you get some Syracuse flood in there, Buddy Behime, Cole Swider, Jimmy behime They are all working out for NBA teams. Personally, I don't think that we're gonna see a Syracuse player selected in the NBA draft this year, but maybe NBA uh, mock draft, the the Odyssey podcast gives the Orange some love. Who knows? That'd
0: be cool. that be pretty um, cool. All right. Back to it here on Lockdown Syracuse, Matt Bonaparte as well as Brad Klein with you. Brad, why don't you lead us through the next couple of men?
1: Yeah, we talk a little bit about the point guards, but you have a small forward, also a guy who's not getting too much love in the recruiting realm, but you have a a small forward in Demarius Owens out of Hudson, Ohio, Western Reserve Academy, and other schools have some legitimate cases for him. A, a, A school like Cincinnati seems like an almost obvious choice, just because of the hometown proximity. But Syracuse right now is the only power five to offer him, so that's got to give the Orange a leg up. Uh,
0: certainly. Uh, and, and I miss the days, even Elijah Hughes was it, but I miss the days of Syracuse having a small forward that could just yam on anybody. Um, Elijah Hughes could do it. He always They always had that great backdoor play with Marek where Marek would set that back screen in the corner and Elijah would just go up for an easy alley-oop. And there was that Brooklyn game where he slipped and fell on his back. That was scary. Um, I think you, were, you and I were both there for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even before him, O'Shea was that guy right before him, and then C.J. Fair was that dude. There were always so many guys. I want to see a guy like that back in Syracuse who can just be a muscle guy and yam on people,
1: and this man might be the man. And, and the other thing is that he's originally from Rochester, and so he is kind of a hometown son, a hometown kid. He went to, again, like I said, Western Reserve Academy in Ohio, the same school as Trey Autry, Adrian Autry's son. So he was playing a basketball game. The story goes that Red offered him as soon as the game ended, and he said that he was in shock by the offer, grew up a fan. So, yeah, Cincinnati's got the whole Ohio thing. But Syracuse has the Central New York thing and the Autry connection, so that's got to be strong too. And Demarius Owens, like you said, small forward, and this is a guy at six foot seven, has a lot of room to grow. The one fifty, so you like to see him put on some weight before he goes to the collegiate ranks, whether that's Syracuse or Cincinnati or anywhere else. But it's exciting to hear that Syracuse kinda has an inside pipeline on one of these guys.
0: Yeah, and also he's got a little bit of Syracuse fan in him. He said, quote, my family and I have been watching and supporting Q since I was a kid. Yeah, Uh, so I don't think every recruit's saying that.
1: No, Um, no. So Demarius Owens, I think, has a chance to be one of those guys. I'm not going to call him Brandon Trish, but it's always nice to see Syracuse holding on to their recruiting territory, and I don't have to tell the listeners about guys like Dior Johnson, originally from Socrates and and JJ Starling from around the corner from the Dome and uh, Baldwinville originally. You lose Starling to Notre Dame, and you lose Johnson to of all places Oregon. It hurts. You need to take care of Central New York, and you certainly—I mean—you need to take care of the Tri-State area. You certainly need to take care of Central New York. So. That is the first step to, in my opinion, a solidified recruiting uh, trail for Syracuse, and especially important considering the state of the program with Jim Beheim's retirement coming up. Now, by the way, let me take a moment to tell you a little bit about my favorite protein bar and its Built Bar. Built Bar, unbelievable flavors, my favorite chocolate brownie, and the caramel brownie close second with the caramel swirl on top. So good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy chocolatey, de- chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck. Caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. Gotta act fast because they're a fan favorite, by the way. Bones' is favorite. Forget about dessert. They're better than dessert. Plus, the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, just 4 grams of sugar. Who cares? I would replace a regular brownie with Built's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. The best part is that they're covered in 100% real chocolate, like for real. With Built, you don't have to sacrifice taste. For health, you can have both. The offer, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, it's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com.
0: And before we move off of Demarius Owens real quick, I do want to say uh, that he played really well uh, in one of the most recent AAU tournaments with EYBL in Louisville. Uh, he was averaging nine points, two and a half rebounds and about a block shooting 76 and percent from the field and 66 percent from beyond the arc in 15 minutes a game. Uh, small sample size, but he played really well. Uh, and I think that's something for Syracuse fans to keep their eyes on because he's going to be a good player and one that I think is attainable for SU uh, as well. Maybe he's got to put some meat on though. Six
1: seven, one fifty is not gonna cut it. Um, let's, see if, let's see if Donnie Freeman is attainable at power forward because he's coming in at six foot eight, 190 pounds, but more importantly, he has five stars next to his name and he has a lot of other programs that have a really good shot. Virginia Tech, Xavier, Maryland, Georgetown as a 2024 recruit. At five stars, a lot of different schools. And and the other dangerous thing about 2024 being so far down the line is that other schools are going to call. You have to anticipate Blue Bloods to make the call for a guy like Donnie Freeman, but Syracuse is in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and battling it out with
0: Georgetown for that. So um, uh, Georgetown leaves such a sour taste in my mouth after that brutal 79-75 game. Brad and I were there as well, and it was just... Yeah. It was pandemonium at, uh, I can't I was remember what the arena was arena's called. Capital One? Yeah. Yeah, brutal. Capital One Arena. It was pain, and Joe Girard missed that free throw. Anyway, um, let's hope that Syracuse can beat him on the recruiting trail, at least, and maybe pick up Donnie Freeman, who is a little bit, like, what do you think about, Brad, when you see guys like this who are 6'8", 190? Um, Syracuse has kind of been tabbed as the school that goes after those, those kinds of big men. Pascal Chukwu, uh, Barama Sidibe, Peter Carey even fits that yeah. mold. Marek Dolajai was kind of like that guy, too. Syracuse loves the long, skinny big man, and it's kind of weird because they were the team in the past that had Derek Coleman and John Wallace so, and Ronnie Cycli. So it's a little bit odd. And I get a little bit nervous when I see these guys, but if you're going to be rated that highly, like Freeman is, I kind of assume you have to be good. But then my brain takes another turn and says, What about Benny Williams? He was supposed to be good and he wasn't.
1: Yeah, we're talking so about be. slightly different positions here. I understand both wings, but look, when you're talking about a guy who is honestly six foot eight and above, more specifically, six, nine, six, ten and above and you're competing against Georgetown, you're competing against Patrick Ewing, I get apprehensive, right? So that's the number one thing if you're well, talking about. they're bad, about, though. They're bad, but if you're a big, which Donnie Freeman ne- not, isn't necessarily a big, but if you are, who would you rather play for? The school A winning that, team? Sure, a winning team. But Put it this way, a Hall of Famer or the school that only recruits mediocre at best bigs and doesn't In produce behind, any to go fan. to the next level. He is a Hall of Famer. I'm not doubting that. So is Patrick Ewing. Um, I will say that Donnie Freeman is a guy, he kind of seems like the big fish in the class outside of Elliott Cadeau, is that it would be a successful class, I feel like regardless of what Syracuse is able to do outside of either guy, if they're able to land either Cadeau or Freeman, that would be a success. Yeah,
0: and I think, like, all right. Say they, they they land Cadeau or Freeman, right? Okay. Um. And also say that the incoming 2022 class is good, and sure. they not necessarily are the greatest class of all time, like Jane Beheim said they'd be in the realm of Syracuse. Um. But they're solid, and they they lead the Syracuse to a, a, an NCAA tournament appearance in this upcoming season. Where does Syracuse now reside? in the realm of basketball recruiting. Are they a respectable name again, or are they still the team that has to go for the lower guys because they can't get those big dogs? It's
1: a good question. Can I answer it with another question? That's annoying. I suppose Klein, what would be the difference between that and Dio Babers 10 win season in 2018.
0: Um, the difference is that Syracuse was that for a very long time. Okay. That's that they fair. They were a huge recruiting power for a really long time. Uh, and Babers never had, never didn't have five stars coming in. He only ever I, had two or three. four That stars. makes complete so totally sense.
1: Different. I understand what you're saying. The difference is I that, think that they is would be difference. doing it with those guys. I think there is a difference, but I do liken it in that. I don't know if Syracuse is one successful season away from turning around their recruiting. And I certainly don't think that it is true that they're one successful season away from turning around their recruiting. If the definition of success is go to the NCAA tournament, you need to go further. I think that's not the definition of success, but it is the definition of progress. Sure, because they, they were terrible last year. But in all fairness, if you take a few steps back and look at what this team was two years ago, they were a sweet 16 team last year or two years ago. So I And I understand they weren't supposed to be a Sweet 16 team. I get that, and there is a difference. Cinderella Run probably shouldn't be valued as much as we value it by recruits. I get that. But if I'm a recruit, I'm nervous about this program. I have more questions than answers. And like you are kind of alluding to, the Ronnie Cycles and the Derek Colemans of the world, Carmelo Anthony even, it just doesn't do it for me. So right now I see a team... Who made the Sweet 16 two years ago? We're not we're not supposed to. I see a team that is literally coming off the worst season in program history since Bayheim took over. That's not good. Yes. So I need I, to see, I need to see not only improvement, I need to see drastic improvement by the time my recruitment comes around. And more importantly, it can't just be a one-off. I need to see linear okay. improvement and the seeds planted.
0: But it's the, that's not the question. The question is. Say they they are, they prog they have progress next year and they make the NCAA tournament uh, and say they make it again in 23, four okay um, and then they get those recruits. they get Cado, they get either Cadeau or Freeman. Mm-hmm. Then, at that moment, what is mm-hmm. Syracuse in recruiting? Are they a top dog that can take any recruit at any given time, like Duke, or are they what they are now?
1: I think they're closer to top dog than they are now. If those be, things happen, yeah. If but those how things high happen, up are they? um, they're still beneath the dukes of the world, if yes, that's what you're I agree. Asking.
0: But I think they're, I think they can, they they're, can nab They're the top back guys. to
1: legitimate relevance. I, I, but I will say this, and it's a cop out answer. Doesn't it matter so much about who the coach is at that point? Like that's fair. It's hard to I even have true. this conversation without knowing who make, the coach make is going to be.
0: Difference because that will change things in terms of
1: who's who you're going to play for. Absolutely, um, it, and it might even. And we are not even thinking about all the possibilities. The two three zone will be here in 2024, but Jim Bayheim sounds like he's already starting to taper off of it. I'm not saying that this is the case. I'm just drawing up a hypothetical. Let's say Red Autry is the next coach. Maybe he wants to play even more man. And maybe that just changes the entire dynamic of the team and how they recruit. Maybe they wouldn't even be yeah, interested but- in a guy like, and and this is a stretch because Donnie Freeman's a five star, but you're saying that Freeman, all right, let's let's be more specific. Demarius Owens at six foot seven, one fifty. Maybe he's not the best man to man defender. I'm just making it up. But maybe if Syracuse has a new coach and they go with a new defensive system, they ditch a lot of these guys in 2024. We don't know. Okay.
0: Well, you're still not going with the hypothetical, so I will answer it. Um, I will say that if Syracuse in the next two seasons makes the NCAA tournament and gets a couple of wins uh, and then grabs these two, at least one of these two five stars, I think that they will be capable of getting anybody in the top 20. Okay.
1: Okay. I, I, it's hard to disagree with that. I will say it's a lot of ifs. Ifs, though, it, it is a bunch of ifs.
0: Yeah, that's the whole point. It's a hypothetical.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fine. If that <laughs> happens, if that happens, then I'm aboard.
0: How's that? All right. Well, thank you for listening to Lockdown Syracuse. For the first, or I guess, thank you for making lockdown Syracuse your first. See, Brad, you got my brain all jumbled up. That's on me. Thank you for making lockdown Syracuse your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Lockdown NBA Big Board podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leaf Doolin give fans an in depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. Follow Lockdown NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Brad and I will see you next week.